Welcome to today's CIT Tech for Business podcast. Today, we're moving a little bit away from our educational focus to sitting down with talking with our founder, Chris Taylor, and our current CEO, President Kyle Etter. And we have Andrew Dranik joining us from our strategic team because he was the mastermind behind this awesome idea to talk about the start of CIT. So these guys don't have a lot prepped. We're just going to throw answers at them, see how it runs. But everybody's favorite, we're going to start with a little bit of an icebreaker question. It's Monday morning over here, so see how awake everybody is. First off, are you more productive in the evening or the morning? I'll go first. I'm Kelsey from our marketing team because I didn't say that earlier. And I am definitely more productive in the evening, which is why I drink copious amounts of coffee in the morning so I can pretend that it's in the evening. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Um... I'd probably say like just after lunch. Interesting, so, right in like, between. Yep, like right <laughs> in between. Like get some food in me, I'm ready to go. Way to shoot down the middle. You're probably a yeah. rare bird for that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a poll later. Who else is like, yeah, you probably are part of the very mighty minority there. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? Um, yeah, I morning, definitely in the morning. I'd say it's 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 flipped if I, as I got older. I would say when I was younger, I would have said evening, but I think I'll say past forty, it went to morning. <laughs> I, so yeah, morning for me right now for sure. Things to look forward to as I age. Good to know. Good to know. And, Andrew, on your side, I'm ready for a nap about that time. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I am definitely a morning person. I've been a morning person all my life. I uh, These days I'm up at five o'clock and uh, raring to go. And once I get a few cups of coffee and I'm even more raring to go, but then uh, by after lunch, when I come off that coffee buzz, I'm ready for a nap by two o'clock. So <laughs> definitely a morning person, been that way all my life. Can't sleep in, wish I could, but definitely uh, more productive in the, in the before noon hours. So if you look for Chris or I, we're napping about two o'clock. <laughs> it's that siesta lifestyle. Get a hold of us in the morning, otherwise we're gonna be taking a nap later. Yep, or else we're napping. <laughs> so when we're working remotely and we see the away status, yeah, we know what's going on about two p.m. Yeah, cool. about two. Yeah, cool. that's what's going on. Awesome. Well, Andrew, do you want to start us off with the first question of the morning? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've always heard it since I started at CIT uh, a little over six years ago that. It started with uh, two guys uh, on, a, on a fishing dock, and uh, it went from there. Um, what were some of the next steps? How did you come up? Um, like, how did you know what to what to do next? Yeah, it's a, that's a good question, and that's accurate. But I think it even goes back farther than the than the sitting on the dock morning. So I, I think the kind of the the whole inception of of where it came out of started back when I was in college. And uh, I originally went to UW Stout to get into the hotel restaurant management business. And then I quickly realized that I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to get into all things business and technology. And in order to do that, I needed a PC back then because the computer lab at that time was super busy. Everyone was in there typing everything on, in the computer lab. So I convinced my parents that I needed a computer at school or else I wasn't going to make it through. So we ended up going to a a system builder in the city is called PC Express. PC Express was one of the early uh, white box compatible system builder producers. 
in the Twin Cities making compatible PCs back when the PC, what I call the PC explosion happened in the mid and late 80s. So I picked up a PC, went back to school. Um, while, I, while we bought that PC at uh, PC Express, I, I ended up meeting the owner of the organization. And at that time, uh, I needed an internship as a part of my degree. So he offered me a part-time job selling PCs on the weekends. That turned into a full-time job, which turned into a sales management job where I met our current president CEO, Kyle Etter. He was uh, also at PC Express. So if, if you look back prior to the inception of CIT, really a large group of our core leaders came out of that system builder business when the PC really started to take off and explode in the mid to late 80s. Um, so we all came out of that. And then from there, um, I think the vision on the dock was uh, myself and Mark, who also worked at PC Express, we, we hired him from a restaurant. He was our waiter and he did a really good personal job and we ended up hiring him as a sales rep. He became part of the network team with Kyle. But the 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 really the inception of CIT was, you know, everyone's buying these PCs. Connectivity is going to be that really big next phase of of these devices, right? We're going to need to connect them. They're going to need to connect to the rest of the infrastructure. At that time, this was pre-internet, right? So it was really just about connecting them. Um, the desktop had a typewriter and had a terminal on it. In most cases, they typed all their letters and did their spreadsheets on the typewriter. They did their heavy lifting. Their core application that ran their business was on a mini or mainframe back then. And now the vision I saw was we were going to replace the terminal and the typewriter with a PC, give them basic file and print sharing, give them that really early, early client computing world. And that's what that real inception on the dock was to say, hey, we need to focus on connectivity, right? And, and the interesting piece, like I said earlier, is the internet really wasn't a business tool back then. It existed in the background, primarily in the university systems and and, and so forth. And in the billboard, uh, billboard, bill, is that what they were called, Kyle? What, yeah, what were they called? Billboards back yeah. then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of that gets yeah. a little foggy, but but yeah, so it, on the dock really focused on the next phase of connecting all of these PCs everyone was buying. Yeah, there is, you know, CompuServe and AOL was in its exception, so a lot of dial-up, but Novell networking was what we were really emphasizing around, and that's what I was working with with Mark at PC Express. We had an early start on that. Um, you know, the version was like 215, so to give you an idea how early that was in the networking side, it was a 2.0, you know, level platform. It was only a few years into its inception. Novell was the dominant leader at that time. They were pretty much the, uh, the the go to for that side of it. And it when you uh, when I when I joined the, the team side with it and say, okay, let's take this Novell networking, let's network these PCs for these customers, let's connect it to their AS400 and their deck vacs and those types of things and give them the green screen that Chris was talking about. And you know, it was coaxial cable at the time. There was thing called ThickNet for some things. There was backbone just this horrendous copper connectivity and then you had this weird product called arcnet which was pretty much if you got a copper line you could connect it in any way possible you know so you had you were we were slinging cable around over lights and stuff it was it was kind of a wild west of connectivity back then it was a little bit all over the place but it was it was a lot of fun and it was just exploding there's a ton of things happening throughout that whole time period side of it and 
you know, and I remember time Chris was putting together PCs for customers as they kept coming in. You know, I remember the initial thought was we're just going to do services. We don't want to do hardware with services where it's at. And then the customers, you know, saying, no, no, we need to buy from you. So Chris was assembling computers and we were bringing in servers and stuff signed to be Novell servers and we were placing them out there, you know, so it kind of the customer really the customer base really kind of drove, you know, a lot of the, the things we did. We just we were small, we were listening and, you know, said it was pretty easy to add add a service. <laughs> so we like, sure, we'll do it. So it didn't, didn't take a long time to, to bring on new stuff. But uh, Chris was accounting, Chris was assembly, Chris was sales. And, um, you know, Chris and Mark both started primary focus on sales. There was another uh, uh, technician that was there before I joined side of it that was original partner then left a little bit later after that side of it but he was it was you know him and i originally being the the technical side of it you know mark was i think even your first tech right chris i mean mark yeah he really mark really took the technical side of that just because he was you know you guys had worked on that novel networking world at pc express before we started so he really took and was helping more technical helping those organizations deploy those those early servers and and connecting the pcs um you know, one I had a funny, funny story on that one because I remember because I was still at PC Express at the time when they had just first started. Mark gave me a call. He's like, hey, can I stop by your house later? I got a question for you. And he was like trying to figure out how to do these things. So I was showing Mark how to do these technical things because he were your PC Express. He did a lot more of the sales front and it was me and, and uh, some other guys that were more on the technical side of it. So. He didn't spend a lot of time on the technical side. He had a certification, but you know, it was funny because he'd be coming over to my house and asking me this question stuff on it. So that was kind of the the inroad that uh, we were gonna connect again, you know, as we were going through that side with it. But I still remember coming over and showing how to connect things up. <laughs> yeah, funny, funny piece of the history, Kyle. You talked about that, you know, our clients clients kind of continuing to drag us into that system builder and selling hardware. And, and fast forward 30 years later and still half of our half of our revenue from CIT is still hardware, still fulfilling those strategic products for our clients. So it's really interesting how, you know, our core group came out of that sister build, system builder business, selling PCs, building PCs. And we still do that 30 years later, which is really interesting because we completely shifted our focus into the services side of the industry and helping organizations deploy, connect, support all this new connectivity and infrastructure so it's interesting that's still a still in our bloodline is selling selling hardware and selling that that strategic uh, piece of the equipment so yeah it, it's kind of that solution sale i mean really just you know it was that early the customers wanted a solution not just a one service or the product they wanted the whole thing and that uh that that solution sale became evident early early on i think and that's held true today yeah that's that's very good point did you say that chris did assembly yep so you put together you built the computers you did the white boxes yep we were building we were uh we were a system builder back in our early days and like kyle said our, our clients kind of dragged us into that that really wasn't going to be our focus is system builder business but our clients said hey you know we, we need the pcs we need the servers you guys know how to do it. That's your background. We'd rather just get the whole solution set from you guys. So I was building PCs back in my early days, doing sales, doing accounting, building PCs. I was I was acquiring all the componentry. Uh, we would buy bare bone 
platform boxes. We were an Intel partner, so we would, you know, we were early on assembling the desktops and assembling those servers from the ground up that that then Kyle's team uh, was putting Novell Network on back then and starting that really, really early days of client server compute. So yeah, you got to remember this, you know, you go back that far, this was megabit hard drives. So 40 and 80 <laughs> megabit hard drives in these, they had, you know, they were moving from DOS into Windows for work groups, you know, 3.11, which actually had some network awareness to it. We were putting in network cards into them and <clears throat> dealing with, uh, you know, a 640K memory limit that was underneath Windows. I mean, it would only recognize 640K for running applications. So it was, uh, it was, it was a different time. I mean, it was, it was definitely, Things have come a long, long ways in 30 years, 30 years, but it was, these were, these were not complex machines, you know, but they were, you know, for the, for the time, you know, it was a, it was a pretty giant leap forward. They, then they weren't inexpensive either. I mean, the average, your computer, I mean, there were upwards of $5,000 for a desktop. Some of those, I mean, they were, they got up there. Um, so customers were, pretty selective where they placed them initially because they just didn't give it to everybody. <laughs> you know, it was a, there was a pretty big expense to it, but in comparison to like a, a green screen terminal and the cost from IBM and those things, it was it was relatively, you know, inexpensive overall if you if you kind of looked at the the state of the technology at that at that time. Was there was there a lot of overlap? How did you um how did you go from PC Express to CIT, was there like a leap of faith moment that you're like, okay, like we got to go, you know, both feet into to this new thing and, um, you know, and then how did you, if it was Chris that said, hey, Kyle, uh, come on with me, like uh, kind of like how did that conversation go? Like how did you get the guys from PC Express and, you know, obviously you're a good salesman and um, that that's half of it. Um, how did yeah. that go? And we still stayed in contact with the whole the whole team over at PC Express while they were still uh, in that big system builder business and Kyle was running the network department over there. Um, unfortunately, see, uh, PC Express was sold um, and then in, in 1995, CIT closed their doors. So that allowed that allowed CIT to really you know, contact a lot of those individuals that were now looking for jobs, right? So we we uh, we brought a large team of those PC Expressions over to CIT and and continued continued to build. You know, even though that 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 system builder market got really competitive, really big, national, and uh, kind of drove the the margin out of that industry and became a commodity product. So. Um, PC Express, along with a lot of other system builders, struggled to, to stay competitive in that market, and it, it cleaned up a bunch of that that market as it grew. You know, today it really, today if we look at it, it's really Dell and and HP and Lenovo, and you know, a lot of that traditional system builder business has gone away. Um, yeah, that was that was that was the rise of you know there was a a group in town called Northgate, there was a group in town called Zeo. So this area had a ton of national. PC builders. It was really a hotbed of early PC compatible stuff, which was pretty interesting that this market evolved that way. Um, and then he had Gateway up in the Dakotas, 
you know, so this Midwest had had some big players in the back in the day, and they were they were gi- ginormous for a while. Um, and then that was, you know, Dell was birthed in that time period out of that side of it, you know, and then Compaq and and, uh, you know, Hewlett Packard were around, which eventually uh, Hewlett Packard acquired Compaq and kind of moved on. But that was late. That was late in the 90s when that finally happened. But it was um, yeah, it was a different time. I moved over in 94 because PC Express was sold prior to going out of business from the original core uh, group to uh, um to another to another firm required it to kind of diversify their portfolio, but they really didn't understand the PC builder, and it was just not a normal business. I mean, it was it was very bizarre, um, and and they tried to run it like a normal business, which hence I think did not put them in a good position. Um, you know, and I can I, when I I left kind of a year before things um, really shored up side of it because I had worked under Chris at a time, and I worked with Mark on those sides. I had a great respect for both of them, and um, you know really obviously enjoyed the networking side of those things so we stayed in touch and then you know eventually just made, made the leap to come over and say yeah I'm, i think it's time to go over i'd rather this what you guys are doing is where it's going and i'd rather participate side in that and um yeah as chris said our other our other friends and cohorts that were still there eventually you know you know we all just stay in touch and we all liked working together it was a it was a very fun you know it, we had a lot of great people over there, a lot of great relationships we built. Um, wasn't always the best work environment from the ownership level, but from the coworker sides, it was it was great. I mean, we were all young, we were all having fun with that side of it. We were meeting great customers and having the market. It was very dynamic. Things were changing quickly, you know. So it was it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of good times back then from as far as the relationships and technology where it was going. So we all enjoyed it, wanted to keep working together. So I think that kind of fostered, you know, us, you know, coming back together again to kind of get the band back together a little bit, you know, where it was at. So it was, made a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like a reunion tour. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. And we and continued it, to stay in contact with that, that team that was at, PC Express over the years and continued, even as people left after PC Express closed, they they went and got jobs elsewhere, but we kept in contact with that whole core team. And and a lot of those individuals came back and, and ended up working for CIT over the last 30 years. So, and a lot of them are still here today. So uh, it's been a really, really good core group. Uh, timing, I think was really good because the industry, that, that, that introduction to the PC into business was, was a game changer in the whole technology evolution world, right? And and uh, you know it was it was a game changer, right? So we spent a lot of time integrating all those PCs into businesses and showing them feature and functionality. And then from there, it just it continued to evolve, right? And then the internet came, and then Y2K came, and then e-commerce came, and then the whole client-server compute world took over, and we started to replace the minis and mainframes, right? So we started to move that workload from the big rooms full of compute to client server world. So we put horsepower on the desktop, put servers in the back room, run a Nobel or or went what transferred mainly into Windows Server at the time. And it just continued to evolve. And that kept driving CIT forward and kept driving our growth over the last 30 years. Did you have to do a lot of customer education on, you know, like why you should go with this? You said you had a, you know, um, they had the the typewriter and then the terminal and you're like 
here's this one thing. Did you have to do a lot of education on the sales side to be like, here's why you need this one thing and, you know, go with us for it? Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, it was pretty straight. I mean, everyone was asking for it, right? It, it okay. wasn't a lot of sales, right? People were going, hey, we need to, this old typewriter needs to go this green screen, which I, I'm very limited what I can do. It's limited to my core system application that runs our business, but I can't, you know, I can't word process. I can't do spreadsheets. I can't do basic fundamental graphic stuff on a typewriter or this green screen. So in, in comes the PC onto the desktop and it is a complete business game changer for every industry out there. It wasn't really limited to any industry. Everyone was just clamoring. We need PCs, we need a server. We need to start looking at client server and, and compute. We need to start moving workload. I mean, it just continued to evolve. And then, like I said earlier, when the internet came along and people started to commerce over the internet, we stopped faxing, we stopped mailing, we started emailing. We, I mean, it, it was a complete game changer how we communicated as businesses and how we went forward. And that that just continued to snowball and drive the business. And then after that, when the Y2K thing came along, a lot of the worry about the Y2K change was those old minis and mainframes and the code and the hardware running them. They were, there was huge concerns about those having problems with the Y2K change. The PC and the client server compute world was new enough that most of that had already um, been um, designed and built to handle the Y2K change. So it was just kind of one thing after another to continue to grow CIT and it you know, I'll, I'll be honest, the sales part of it was fairly easy, right? I mean, okay. uh, I'm not going to say I'm one of the best salesperson out there, but the sales was pretty easy. And Kyle remembers the days back at PC Express. I mean, pe people and businesses were just walking in the door yeah. looking for PCs. We were just order takers at some point. We weren't, we weren't even selling anything. I remember yeah. my, big, my big day at PC Express, uh, a pig farmer from southern Minnesota came in, and he spent $8,000 Keep in mind, this is in the late um, 80s. He spent $8,000 on a PC to run his pig farm. Yeah. Wait. yeah were, I was going to say, I mean, that that was a big keep. You got to remember in that time period, people were buying these computers for their home and they were using um, Excel and WordPerfect were just coming into the, and there was a word processing called WordStar. So there was a few of these apps where people were using them at home and they wanted to bring them into the business. You know, so they started, you know, the magic of a spreadsheet was just realized at that time. I mean, they were just, there was SuperCalc and in Lotus 1, 2, 3 were kind of your big spreadsheets, you know, players at the time. Microsoft was, you know, kind of in the background, even at that level, they were just starting to make some inroads, but they were a fledgling company too. It was, as those came out, just like, you know, it happens still a little bit today, that consumer, they wanted to do it at work. You know, and that started to say, I, you know, so someone would bring a PC into the into the office all of a sudden because they like the spreadsheets and then they start to see it and then they're like, oh, we got to network these. Oh, hey, we can connect to the mainframe, you know, so these things started getting a groundswell and that's, you know, kind of how things started to really flip. Um, you know, and as 
as it progressed on, you know, Chris jumped the internet side. I, I remember, do you remember this, Chris, the early office when I fired up that first Windows NT side of it, or and I put Windows for work groups on the computers, and I said, look, we got we can email each other. And you go, why the hell do I need to email you right next door? <laughs> we, we had no we had no internet or anything, but they had this cool email client on there. And we're like, yeah, check this out. You know, um, you know, we'd we'd done messaging and stuff on dial up for CompuServe and a few things was kind of the business place. We had to go get updates and drivers and everything. But yeah, once that internet connectivity came in, that email really lit up because now it wasn't just, you know, me in the next office that Chris could email to. Now he's like, hey, I could email a customer. <laughs> and, you know, and these things started to, you know, kind of evolve through there. And, um, you know, once once Microsoft got a foothold side of it, you know, we were really skeptical at first going, can Microsoft figure this out? Because Windows was pretty clunky back in the day early on. And, uh, you know, the, their their first foray with Windows NT that kind of got rid of that 640K and it could truly multitask and a few things. It was that uh, the, the writing kind of came on the wall, you know, as, as that started to evolve. And once their version four came out, I think that really was the beginning of the end. And then um, when they released Active Directory to compete with Novell's directory service side of it, that they really started to foster, uh, you know, where Microsoft really rose to power, you know, coming out of that side of it to become far more dominant. And so, so kind of going to the name, CIT computer integration technologies how one how did you come up with it and two what were some of the other names it's kind of like hearing like your parents talk about like oh we had these names for you like you're Andrew but you could have been you know you could have been Michael or you know um, what uh, what were some of the names that you guys were throwing around yeah well that's an interesting point you bring up that the name was a struggle Right. It was a real struggle. Myself and Mark spent a lot of time brainstorming on names. We, we knew what we wanted to in, encompass in the name, but we struggled how to put that together. You're right. We, we, we knew we wanted um, the computer in there. Right. We knew we wanted technology, but it was trying to figure out the integration connectivity component. That was really a struggle for us. Right. And then. And then once we came up with computer integration technologies, we're like, this is way too long. It's too big, but it really encompasses everything we do. So, um, you know, it, it over time that kind of morphed itself into CIT. But really, the fundamental core name was all around computers, technology and the integration of that. And the connect, I mean, connectivity was a one that we threw around a lot. We, we wanted to get connectivity in there. We ended up on integration instead. We, we knew we wanted computer in there. We knew we wanted the word technology. It just evolved into computer integration technologies, which today is evolved into CIT. And I would I would gander to guess a lot of people new to the organization don't know what CIT completely stands for. And the funny backstory on that is a lot of people would come to CIT and go, oh, Chris, what is your middle name? Because they thought it was my initials, <laughs> which was a really funny sidebar topic, right? They're like, what's your middle name? <laughs> I'm like, it has completely nothing to do with my name. It just evolved from, you know, us brainstorming for 
it seemed like months on, you know, what is this name going to be? Because we knew we wanted key pieces of it in there without getting too big. At the end of the day, it did, but it's it's really migrated into a really, I think, a, a good a good long name and a good abbreviated name. Yeah, that was going to be my question, like how long it took you to kind of settle on it. Um, I, I think it was weeks, if not months, in the, just throwing it around in the early it. adoption, talking about names, and uh, you know, we we struggled with just too many. You know, our, our, in, you know, the acronyms in our industry are all over, right? So we just struggled with trying to, we couldn't really use acronyms because a lot of people didn't know what they stood for back then, and we had to explain it. So I think we ended up with, you know, the computer integration technologies and really feel that uh, even today, it describes who we are pretty well. Um, so there you, there you have it. There's the, the long and short of that name. <laughs> yeah, I I love that people came in and were just like, "What's your middle name?" And you're just like, <laughs> they, "You think it?" People today still ask me what my middle name is, right? Because they, <laughs> they they really want to make they want to they want to make it that it's my initials, but it, it's just not. Yeah, <laughs> you remember there's a silent eye. There's the a end. comedian that poked fun at Chris at a company event because he heard CIT and then he knew it was Chris Taylor and he accused him <laughs> of. of uh, <laughs> Of, of thinking so highly of himself, he named the company after himself. Yeah. So that, uh, <laughs> uh, fun times, fun times. Um, yeah, it, no, this is this has been great. I love hearing the stories. As uh, somebody who loves history in general, uh, but just someplace that um, I've grown to love and and work at, it's it's great to hear the origin stories. You know, it's like. Uh, you know how Spider-Man gets gets bit, <laughs> or, or uh, you know Tony Stark starts making his suit. Um, you know he. Uh, it, it's great to hear the origin stories and and know what it's evolved into thirty years later. Yeah, and we can uh, as as you've just heard for thirty minutes, me and Kyle could go on for hours about this, but I think it's really important, and and we we still talk about it today those major milestones in the technology evolution of CIT, I think were really, really huge in our growth, in our what we are today, right? And it all it all kind of goes back to that PC system builder and then everything else. And we could have a whole nother session on, you know, here comes the PC in the business, here comes the internet in the business, here comes Y2K, here comes e-commerce and the whole .NET explosion, here comes the evolution of really the evolution of client server computing where we moved all that workload and then here comes security right after it that is really evolved into where we are today so we could go on we could go on for hours me and Kyle on that but i think it's really really critical to understand those huge changes in technology evolution and how they shaped and formed and helped cit grow so we we could uh, have a whole another topic on that andrew yeah no i i love to it's um I love talking with you guys uh, just in general, um, but this is this has been really fun. Thank you. I think it's I think it's neat. I mean, Chris mentioned earlier too, though. If you look from the start to where we're at today, you know, we're we're still just putting the solution together again. I think that's you know, as as Chris talked about all those milestones. I mean, those things have changed. Technologies continue to evolve and go, but you know, our core purpose on what we're doing for the customer has not. I mean, we just have it continued to adapt 
the solution to the tech to the technology shifts and still approach the customer with the same idea that we're going to make this technology work for them and we're going to you know continue to move them forward as as technology does and that's that has not changed you know it's just the way we do it continue to change which is what i love just so much about this job is that 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 change and shift and continuously improving how that technology works through the technology evolutions are is 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 a lot of fun it's it's very enjoyable and, and has a lot of satisfaction with seeing making it really work this is awesome and here i've been sitting here smiling and nodding for anybody that just listens and doesn't watch the video i'm like i smile and nod because i'm about to give andrew my job and be like you do fabulous you run the podcast um but no as we alluded to i of course chatted these guys on the side and i was like there's gonna be at least one more episode because this is awesome and boy here it is we kind of went over we barely gotten through touched a little bit on y2k but pretty much we did later 80s early 90s and we're like we have 30 years of business decisions, business history, building out departments, all of these different things that we could talk about. So if anybody has a specific question that they would like covered, feel free to email us at info at cit-net.com or head on out to our website, www.cit-net.com backslash podcast. And then we will meet you all back next week for another episode. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Andrew, so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks everyone. Great conversation. Look forward to more. Thank you.